0: It's Cofield and Company. Company, company, company. Who puts y'all in charge of snack distribution? With Steve Cofield. Then I seen him. I seen Steve. And Adam Hill. Adam Hill is usually so fair, so reasonable. Uh, That's shocking to hear something like that from Adam Hill. It's time for Cofield and Company. On ESPN Las Vegas.
1: Yeah! All right, Friday, 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 Friday. Cofield, Adam Hill, Cofield and company hanging out at the Battleborn Broadcast Center. Much to get to today. Good guest spots coming up. Lots of college basketball as we get ready for the uh, stretch run here. Stretch run also going down in the NHL. Bunch of spots today on what's going on in hockey and with
0: VGK. Let's do it. It's Trending at 3, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. Thank
1: you so much, Oakland. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I saw the good news last night. Hopefully, this is another step closer to moving us away from this nonsense of being used as a negotiating pawn. It looks like Oakland has approved at least the next level of their stadium plan. The environmental dealio down near the Howard Terminal. And I saw Dave Cavill, you know, all happy. He's the president of the A's, so thank you. Appreciate you looking around here a little bit, setting things up for expansion down the road, but don't come back. Yeah. I think. It's, I mean, this is not done, obviously. But well, I just – I hope it is. Um, I thought it was done from the beginning. <laughs> I, we both did, and that's why we've probably hit this five times for four minutes apiece in six months. Now – I understand what your paper has to do. Everyone's fighting to stay alive. So you need clicks. It doesn't matter if it's real content or not. Um, You guys guys really, you guys reported on it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think those of us who like don't necessarily, I I mean, maybe we should have freaking gotten everyone all worked up over Major League Baseball coming here. But you and I both knew that this was kind of phony from the start. It was just a backup plan and just a little, you know, elbow, a little leverage. Into the backs of the city council people and the mayor. And I think I'll speak media-wise,
2: not necessarily directly for the paper, but I think a lot of people in town uh, said the same thing about the Raiders. For three years, we were like, not happening, not happening. Why are we talking about this? Not going to happen, not going to happen. Wait, what? I don't
1: don't think it was the same thing. It's not the same thing, but I'm saying that's why. the, the, The reality of Oakland doing a deal for a new Raiders stadium was so much less than this baseball stadium well because of what happened with the
2: football team they weren't going to let another team get away and vegas wasn't going to pay for another stadium either like all the reasons that we were kind of wrong about football not coming here were the reasons why we should have looked looked at this and said wait a minute no it's not going to happen because football came here um but I, i think people were caught up in that hey we doubted the football thing for so long now the baseball thing is probably is probably gonna happen too because the football thing wasn't they are related because Oakland wasn't gonna let another team get away, Vegas wasn't gonna pay for another team. Okay. So we should have we should have seen that aspect
1: of That's it. A but, That's but, a good point. That's a good point. We were we were much more desperate for the much bigger league right. and we were willing well, not all of us were willing, but politicians were willing to bend over backwards for Sheldon Adelson, and, who then of course dropped out. <laughs> and at that point the money had already been approved. Many of the State politicians didn't even read SB1 and the funding. And it gave the A's a perfect blueprint to say, oh, you guys don't want to build us this. Vegas is right. going to pay right. us money, and we're going to go but there just like the was, Raiders reality we did. just ponied up $750 right. million plus $500 exactly. million for the roads, whatever that's going to cost. And at that point, you know, we're, we're bled dry. <laughs> right. And and, and uh, oh, we don't have to get into it, so it's, 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 it's old news. So the A's one step closer to staying in Oakland—
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I'm excited about. It. I want. To, I want to see
1: the stadium. It looks awesome. Right on the front. Look awesome. It looks great. I. I think it's. I think it's great. I'm. I would. I'm never really happy stealing a team from <laughs> yeah. another city. Uh, you know those fans. They don't have anything to do with it. They get completely screwed. But yeah, it looks like a beautiful location. So we come in today, and I got to ask a question again. Like <laughs> we're 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 here with them. I'm like we're obviously we are intertwined with the NFL. But I'll ask a question again. Uh, If the league isn't going to do something and the team on the ground here isn't going to make sure that players behave themselves, do we want the NFL in town? Because it brings up the Pro Bowl and the actions of Alvin Kamara. Now we find out another NFL player was in the group that was beaten down some dude by Dre's. And it turns out to be the no morals, no standards, (laughs) Andy Reid-led Chiefs. We know the Chiefs, Damon Arnett. All right, he was the Raiders. (laughs) Got in trouble. Got in trouble again, and was dumped. And now we find out one of the Chiefs players was involved in this Alvin Kamara alleged beatdown. Yeah, and by the way, Damon Arnett was a Dolphin between, so I think he's Miami. I don't even remember that Miami. Arnett. I don't even remember
2: that all like I remember
1: is his, I remember Damon Arnett's long and glorious stint with the Chiefs he's a chief forever sure
2: uh I think the Dolphins Damon Arnett just like the Dolphins Lynn Bowden a bunch of dolphins, dolphins players are like who control. Damon what <laughs> like we who arnett never heard of that guy uh yeah this case um, as more and more information comes out about the Alvin Kamara situation uh more of his associates are getting arrested and uh Chris Lamon's the latest uh to now face charges for that incident around the Pro Bowl um I, listen, I don't, I don't think it has, it's, it's an NFL thing because we've heard about the NFL, but I don't, I also don't think, you know, I think when you look at the studies, basically the rate of arrest of NFL players doesn't really outpace the rate of arrests of the general population. Uh, there's a lot of players in the NFL, a lot of them. And, you know, you you want to see, you know, things no, not not guys not get arrested when they're coming to the Pro Bowl. Not happening on the strip. Like you want to see those things happening, but things happen. Like uh, like there's incidents that happen all all around the country, and I don't think it's necessarily different that the NFL is here. Like we have a team here, so we focus on it more. I think, uh, but you know, I, I'm I'm not going to put the blame on the city or the NFL
1: that this happened. We're going to hit the Raiders a little later on. Still a lot of scuttlebutt. You know, it's mostly amongst the fans and the blogs about car and what's been offered, what's been said, <laughs> the number, all that stuff. You know, the other day when we were talking about UNLV schedule, which obviously isn't the Raiders' purview because they have to share the stadium, it didn't even register to me that every game on the schedule is listed as Saturday. That's not going to hold. No. no, don't There's don't no way, so. right? I don't think I so. I mean, so. between CBS and their TV needs – the Rebels will probably move to some Thursday and Friday games. And then, of course, what is it? A four-day turnaround to get UNLV's turf out for the Raiders' grass? Or is it a week turnaround now?
2: No, I think they can they can
1: play like a Saturday morning game. <laughs> right. So 9A. It's, like, it's over 24 hours. 9A Pacific. Yeah. But, yeah, every game is listed on a Saturday. Um, we don't get the NFL official schedule with all the, the dates and teams until what? Like mid-May? Mid-May. There's no, last year no date mid- announced. I think it was May 12th. Yeah. So you wonder – how many of Marcus Arroyo's Rebels games are going to be on Thursday or Friday? Well, and I think they'll
2: they'll offer some, as you mentioned, with, with, with some TV opportunities. Yeah. I think once they get the Raiders schedule, they'll go to TV and say, hey, which Thursday and Friday games, which th- Thursday and Friday slots do you want? Because we're willing to play on those days. We have to move anyway, so we might as well put them on TV and put them on national TV. So right. um, it, it's a little bit of a – listen, the, the dates are the dates, and, and the games will be, be played around those dates. But I think it's it's not even necessarily a bad thing for UNLV. Like they'll, but they'll but, have it, this but opportunity. it can
1: be at certain parts in the schedule. Sure. Like I'll give you a, a good example would be because they have a, a hellish stretch where they've got Air Force at home, at Notre Dame, at San Diego State, home against Fresno State. If all of a sudden they play at Notre Dame on November twenty, Actually, there's a bye after that. So they're okay. I was going to say yeah. if they played Notre Dame back-to-back with San Diego State and they're like, yeah, we're going to move San Diego State to Thursday. Like, uh-oh. That's trouble.
2: And that, yeah, but I, I know what you're saying. I mean, San Diego State's a road game anyway, right. so it's fine. But, like, if you said if you're playing after that stretch, after you play Air Force, Notre Dame, San Diego State, even with a bye week in there, and you're like, oh, Fresno has to move to Thursday. You're like, okay, well, now we have those three games
1: and we only have three days off before we try to play uh, Fresno at home. Like, that would suck. Um, so those yeah, things. I guess the most – you know what? Actually, looking at it, I guess the most dangerous spots for a short week, and I'm not saying the teams are dangerous, but possibilities – would be at Utah State, and then short week home against New Mexico. Same the next week with uh, San Jose on the road, and then short week to play Air Force. Short week for Air Force sucks. I
2: I would say the biggest problem on the schedule potentially is the finale against Nevada. If they move it on Saturday, they're, they're, and all playing, of a sudden
1: it's on. Th- they, well, they wouldn't move it to Thanksgiving. I don't think. Be Friday, but so they're, they're at Friday, Hawaii
2: yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, it's at Hawaii, and then a week later they're home against Reno and their for their biggest rivalry. And they could have to move that. And you're right; it's Thanksgiving weekend. Maybe Friday, though.
1: And who knows? Maybe the Raiders are on the road. You never know. Like, but but you don't know how the schedule's going to play out. This but this is why we hash these things out on the air. Because now that I look at it, it's it shouldn't be too perilous with short weeks. And I'm sure I'm sure UNLV schedule makers kind of thought about that
2: and and had that play into their plans when they were making the schedule. That there's not too many spots that could be ugly, but there are there are a couple that you know could end up being unfortunate uh move as you mentioned the New Mexico game the the Reno game those are games that could be an issue but um again i'm sure that they'll also not that the nfl cares trust me but i'm sure they'll also say hey these are the games that would be
1: great if they weren't at home like they're not going to care but they can at least say it by the way wasn't one of the big forces if there was some pushback from the raiders wasn't one of the big forces mark bedane would sure. they be kinder and gentler now with a new regime and the fact that there's new leadership at UNLV as well? Or maybe he was just sent out to be the bad guy. Oh, okay. So there could have been another bad guy. <laughs> sure. He was the face of sure. the organization's bad guy image when sure. it came to UNLV. Okay. Sure. things have, A lot of things, you know, you start thinking about it. You're like, a lot of the players have changed here in the last year or 15 months. Although I did see Mr. Bourdain out at the Rebel game. Cool. Is that right? Yeah. Is he doing okay? Uh, yeah, he looked like it. I going not okay. talk to him. Oh, I thought you I just, talked to him. No, I saw him. I just saw him at the game. I was like, hey, what's You're up? like, no, he was in a wheelchair. Yeah, and, as, uh, he looked like hell. As he was leaving. Oh, oh okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, this is a big UNLV weekend. A uh, bunch going on. Uh, baseball opens up tonight. We'll give you some details on that. That's a 6.05 start. But Saturday, they've got a doubleheader. Both the Lady Rebels at 1 o'clock and at 5 o'clock, the Runner Rebels go down at, well, hopefully they don't go down. They're going to play Colorado State, both at the Thomas and Mack. It's all brought to you by Finley Toyota. They're going to have multiple giveaways, including free season ticket giveaways for a variety of uh rebel sports and one lucky unlv student will win free tuition for a semester they're going to use the t-shirt cannon to fire at a t-shirt with some sort of certificate for their tuition the cannon will be manned Catching by president whitfield which is kind of amazing i was asking everyone around the thomas and mac today has he trained on this thing do i need to have my head on the swivel am i going to get blasted in the chest or in the back with a t-shirt no one had an answer or with a certificate for a free tuition <laughs> well it's actually in a t-shirt Cause oh. I thought because that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, if they just fire a certificate, there's going to be a full scale brawl. Like, no one's going to know where the yeah. the certificate is. But if they, it was just a piece of paper flying in the air, just punches thrown from students, like I'm free tuition. So th-
2: is the per- the person that gets? What I don't if know, too many questions? Go ahead. W- what, what if what if you're at the, <laughs> you catch a T-shirt and you just hand it to
1: somebody else? Like, yeah, here's a T-shirt for you. Oh, okay. You know what? We'll talk to Watkins if a situation arises. <laughs> Like, I don't want this T-shirt. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah!
0: (laughs) Tuition, you idiots!
1: Well, that's mine. We've we've seen cases like this, by the way. Sure. With big jackpots. Who won it, who gets the money, who who had the original certificate, all that stuff. This is good stuff to know. Uh,
2: Let's just say, if you're listening and you Uh go to UNLV and you're there and you catch it, Open the shirt for no, every T-shirt. Hold on to the T-shirt. Yeah,
1: hold on to the shirt. Yeah, and they're not, by the way, they're not going to the the T-shirt with the tuition. They're not going to fire it at like a 78 year old in on the opposite side of the arena. It will go into the student
2: section. Well, I'm even thinking, though, like kid catches it. And there's a kid, you know, a little kid around, you know, the kids wander around the building and there's a little kid there. And some college kid catches it. Oh, here you go, little buddy. Here's, here's a shirt. The kid mm-hmm. walks back to his parents like I got tuition. How good is it? How, <laughs> How long is it good for it's a good question. Okay. Can I use this in 2029? I hope that UNLV has thought all these things through. Yes. But I'm excited. For, it's it's an awesome and a, by the way, an awesome game. I've had
1: so many people hit me up for tickets this week. It's, it hasn't happened in a while, so that's very exciting. UNLVtickets.com. It's UNLVtickets.com to get your way into Colorado State and UNLV tomorrow, Thomas and Mack, at five o'clock.
0: Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at Three. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877 700 NOVA. Sure, what day? Uh...
1: Number two, two miss for holding. They got peak for holding here. Shut the. Whoa! <laughs> Hot mic! <laughs> Moments like that are when you suddenly signal upstairs. You're like, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon! What is going on in the NHL? We just have referees telling players to sh- shut the blank up. Loose cannons. Loose cannons out Calm there. Down. I love
2: it. He, he was complaining a lot. And he's like, Enough. Heard enough.
1: That was awesome. Open mic. Didn't have it off in time. <laughs> Screaming F bombs. Uh, the other night, as we get you ready for the Kings and the Golden Knights tonight, the other night, uh Nolan Patrick what do you think a lot of VGK fans are pissed yeah it was a pretty ugly hit Nathan McKinnon a uh, clear intentional shoulder to the face to the grill of Nolan Patrick
2: yeah and they were both they were both moving at a pretty high rate at the time and they're moving in the same direction so it's kind of weird like usually if you get a hit like that it's kind of coming together and somebody making a hit when you're going in the same direction it looked bad i don't know i, I don't know why they made the decision not to uh, at least you know have some additional discipline on the hit because it it looked like pretty intentional yeah. that he went to the hit. He must yeah. have had some explanation about, hey, I didn't see him or so. I don't know what it was because it, it it
1: looked pretty blatant. And then of course the skate away, very a la Matt Stafford, just did not care. Sure, he was like, <laughs> what happened? A reaction on Twitter from an Anna Rob, uh, Mac and Patrick were fighting for a position. Everyone knows McKinnon is a stronger player. Unfortunately, Patrick was injured. He does have an injury uh, issue. He does have injury issues. It's apparently that Patrick is weak. Um, Some VGK fans, Karen, like a real Karen, uh, horrible, probably ended Patrick's season. All right, thanks, Doc. Well, he's got he's got really significant concussion issues yeah. in his past. So, and someone else said, of course, they're not going to do anything to McKinnon, best player in the league. NHL doesn't suspend their best players. It's seems kind of accurate. Okay, Jack Eichel. One of the best players in the league after that first game. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm waiting for three games in before VGK fans were like, What's going on here? He stinks. Send him S- back. Some VGK BG, some fans.
2: Alex Tuck scored a point a game. What's going on?
1: <laughs> so take us inside the game. I mean, how was, was Eichel?
2: He's a guy that hasn't played in a year. Right. Like, He's not going to step on the ice and score nine goals. He's off of
1: freaking. Super experimental, not experimental, but yeah, a neck surgery. So that's the first thing. And he's never played with these guys. Put it this way: everybody that asked me to the,
2: about the game and betting it wise, I was like, lay two fifty that he does not score a goal. That's my bet. Was that the number? Yeah. Were you making that up? Really? Yeah. yeah. Minus two fifty, no goal. Good bet. And he was a, like a plus two ten or whatever. Anytime goal. Like, he like there was a chance. Yeah, they were going to try to set him up, and he had some chances that looked like all right, pretty dangerous, but. Um, I think it's pretty fair after a year to not really expect a whole lot. Plus he had opportunity, he's on the power play. So there's, uh, there's definitely opportunities he was going to have to score. So I get where the number, why the number was where it was, but pretty rusty um, after, you know, after some time away. But as Pete DeBoer said, after the game, he was like, you know, you want to see him get bumped a little bit. And he did took the contact. He was all right. And you just want to see him start to settle in a little bit. And you, you saw it. like there's a couple plays where his vision was very evident, um, there was one play where it kind of looked like nothing was there, and he uh, kind of no look backhanded a forward uh, that kind of set up a, a that set up a, a penalty. They got a power play out of it. It was a, a really good play uh, that didn't look like it would, wouldn't show up in the stat sheet. You wouldn't have really noticed it much. I don't think if you were even in the arena, just the way that he, you know, where it didn't look like there was anything there, and then he got something. So there was little flashes here and there. Now people are not going to take that for long. Like I don't think I don't think fans are gonna take, put up with your take right, that for a yeah, long. The fans are not gonna put up with the, you know, there's some dangerous opportunities out there. Like they want results, and, and you get that. But yeah. um, again, these are also the fans, and they re- like to rewrite history. But booed Ryan Reeves out of the building after two games. No, they, no
1: one's rewriting that, right? No one said, "Oh we yeah, I'll oh, stop." Come oh, on. Yeah, please. Uh, looks like uh, Johnny Quick could start for the Kings. He's four eight and one against VGK, uh, eight seventy five save percentage and four point one five goals against. Well, it's a different team now. I mean, he had he had some real bums playing in front of him the last couple of years, and they're they're a better team now. He's he's a very good goalie, but he has struggled. Certainly, uh, the numbers are not great against VGK. Coming up, let's get into college basketball. Our weekly college basketball insider, former coach at uh, UNLV and Minnesota and Texas Tech and Memphis and plenty of other stops. Joe Esposito will uh, break down what's coming up in the Mountain West Conference tournament and the best
0: games of the day around the country tomorrow. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas.
1: I think it's preposterous, but it's also a necessity of college football. To stay ahead in recruiting, you have to keep extending coaches, and that's how programs get in so much fiscal trouble. Jim Harbaugh did not want to be there. We all know that.
0: You're listening to Cofield & Company, live from the Battleborne Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas.
1: Well, that was the voice of Paul Feinbaum talking about uh, college football and Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. And I think we still – we have the same issue in college basketball where schools bend over backwards for coaches and then they get stuck in these terrible deals and Nebraska is in the soup with Fred Hoiberg. Let's get to all that and everything that's going on on the floor. Joe Esposito, Coach Joe, is up with us. Hey, Joe.
3: Glad to be here. How are you guys?
1: We're good. What do you think about that Harbaugh situation where the guy flirts with the NFL, comes back, and he's like, I need my contract fixed. I just – I wonder from Michigan's standpoint – They should have just said, you know what, we're not fixing the contract. We we don't trust you right now. Why would we extend you?
3: You know, it's funny because everybody talks about leverage. You know, leverage is a big thing talked about all the time about guys putting their names out there for jobs. And a lot of times coaches don't even know if they're agents out there working deals and and talking behind the scenes. Like right now there's ADs and agents talking about jobs that are going to open in college basketball that we don't even know about. And I think that's part of the leverage deal. But if I was Michigan, I would say the same thing. But like, hey, this is your contract. If you don't like it, you, there's a door. And so I, I think that a lot of it's leverage and a lot of it is trying to set yourself up for future. But it happens all over the place. And uh, these contracts are so big to buy out. Some people just can't do it. Well, I mean, it happens in
2: regular life, too. I mean, I mean, you know, people aren't really getting raises all the time unless they're telling their employer, hey, I might go somewhere else or unless there's a threat they're going somewhere else.
3: No question. I just think these are talked about more. You know, you're not going to hear about the guy at Walmart going to his boss about asking for a job in a paper. But you're sure <laughs> as heck gonna, you're going to hear about these coaches. And, uh, you know, if you expect these coaches to perform at the level you expect them to perform at, you're going to have to pay. And when you have some guys like the Brian Kellys of the world that get these huge contracts, everyone feels like they should be getting them too. So I'm sure that kind of trickle-down effect where everyone's trying to get the most money they can because there's a saying in coaching, you get hired to get fired. It's happened to all of us. Well, Coach, I guess the the, the one thing I, I, that
2: I think we've talked about and, and other people might push back, and I'll just get your thoughts on it, of I guess maybe the one difference is that coaches do tend – you've been there. Coaches do tend to sell, like, hey, loyalty and stick with us and, and all those other things. And then, you know, in their in their jobs, it's it's kind of different. So I guess what do you tell people that come with, come with that argument?
3: Well, I think you're correct. I think that's why you saw the portal becoming a, uh, a thing in the college world because they feel like if coaches could pick up and leave and go wherever they want, why can't players? So I think that was whole, a whole thing that regarded around around that avenue. But, um, you know, I'm just saying I think you got to do what's best for you and your family. I think they do speak loyalty. I mean, who sits in a recruiting visit in a kid's living room and says, I'm probably going to leave next year? I mean, it's all about presenting them the case where you want to get that kid there. You're trying to protect your program. That's why there's a little bit of shadiness in the business. And I'll tell you one guy that was always a a straight shooter and someone that we lost in the game of basketball two days ago is Tubby Smith. He's going to tell you facts. I can remember sitting in his living room, home visits, and he would actually give his contract to the family. He would hand it to them and say, here's my contract. And he would never pull punches. He'd always tell the truth. And he was a great ambassador for the game. And him now retiring, leaving High Point, it's kind of sad because he was one of those guys that you can re- really look up to as a young coach, especially knowing that getting things done the right way is such an advantage. Is it sad that Coach K is leaving?
2: Because I'm not.
3: Well, I mean, he, he's now not feeling great. He's getting older. I mean, he's 75 now. But he doesn't look it because he dyes his hair. When is he going to stop dyeing his hair? You know that's basically what I want to know. Because if he was gray-haired like Roy or Tubby or man, you wouldn't even recognize him. He looks the same. He's looked 20 years now, but uh he's ready. Just the other night, you know, he didn't get out there for the second half. They put him on an IV. He hasn't been feeling great. You know, the road—it's demanding. I'm going to tell you, it's, it's there's a lot of pressure. And when you're traveling and scouting, and even for assistant coaches, you're in the grind, and people don't realize now. After the season's over, and it's just recruiting and stuff. It's not as bad. But during that season, boy, I'm going to tell you, it seriously is a grind, and especially this time of the year, where not only are you thinking about the games now, you're starting to think about what's going to happen in the tournament and how you prepare for that and all, all sorts of crazy scenarios.
1: Coach Joe is with us. Joe Esposito on Cofield and Company. Uh, tomorrow's a big day at UNLV. Colorado State's in. The Rebels have a chance to sweep a team that's 21-3 and 3 on the season, and at halftime they're doing a uh, Robert Smith jersey retirement um, yeah, I know you were around Robert a little bit while you were on the staff, so uh, any recollections of Robert and the kind of person he is?
3: You know, no question. I used to go to the airport actually early. He was always the first one to get there, him and Coach John, uh, Coach Sandler. They were, the, they were the first two to get there. I would love uh, sitting down there in the airport and just talking to him about basketball. He just had so many great things to say uh, about the game and about his experiences and when he played at UNLV. And uh, he was such an ambassador for the program. So just the greatest guy. And I hope that they do a great retirement, uh, you know, retiring his jersey ceremony, which is well-deserved and just a super person uh, that I met and really liked for the two years, a uh, year and a half that I was there. But that UNLV games, you know, Colorado State, you know, it's a big game. You know, they're sitting there in third place. You know, they're they're 7 leonardi Lenardi's got him as a seven seed. They're still trying to get some leverage. But they got a tough run. They got to play at UNLV. Then they got to go, uh, play home against Wyoming. That's not going to be easy. Then they go to Utah State, and you know playing there is tough. Yep. And then they come home for senior night against Boise. So they've got a tough road here, but they're sitting pretty good, looking like they're going to be an NCAA team for sure.
1: Yeah, and you know I, I sent you a note that uh, the Mountain West, if you set the number of teams in, I think a lot of people right now are like, oh, they're going to get four teams in. I'll set the over-under number at two and a half because I think what's going to happen here down the stretch is is all these teams at the top are going to cannibalize each other. There could be an upset in there, like the one the other day with Wyoming against New Mexico. And, again, to go back to the game tomorrow, CSU cannot afford to get swept by – and I like UNLV's team, and I think they're going to get stronger down the stretch. But, you know, net ranking 102, you can't lose that game if you're David Roddy and company.
3: No question. And they're going to have to win that game. And then when you look at the other teams, like you're saying, I totally agree with you. Two and a half, I'm going under. And uh, I feel the same way. I feel the same way because Wyoming, even though they got Air Force next, they got to go to Colorado State. They still got to play uh, San Diego State, who usually gets better later in the year. Then they got to go to UNLV. You never know what will happen there, as well as Fresno to get them at home. So they've got to tough. Wyoming's got a tough road, too. Not to say the other teams don't, but I think there's a lot going on in that league. I think you will start beating each other up in those games, and I think they're going to get two in. Is, I feel the same way.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I saw a San Diego State fan reacting last night on Twitter saying the Fresno game tomorrow in Fresno is going to be easy. I'm like, bruh, if you're a real San Diego State fan, you realize that Justin Hudson is on that other side. They've got Shelton who is an assistant. Um, they've nearly come to blows in a couple of the game. I mean, it's a, that is a really nasty game, and it's going to be in an arena where there's Fresno just doesn't draw, Joe. There's going to be like a thousand people there, so San Diego State is going to have to you know provide a lot of its own energy. That's a dangerous game.
3: That is a dangerous game, and they got to play them two more, you know, two times. Yep. They still got to play them at the end of the year, and then after they go to Fresno, they got to go to Boise. The only win I see on San Diego State's for sure is the San Jose. Uh, I think that's the only in the game I'm trying to figure out. Is that San Jose's basketball team, or sometimes when I'm watching them on TV, it looks like the San Jose Sharks playing basketball. <laughs> I mean, sure. they they are struggling. They're a team that's really really struggling, but I really believe that. San Diego State has the toughest road because they got to go to Fresno, they got to go to Boise, and they got to go to Wyoming. And if they're going to make a run to the NCAA tournament, they're going to have to win on the road.
2: Right now, they're, uh last, their excuse me, first four out uh, for Lenardi. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And Boise's sitting at eight seed, and Wyoming's now dropped down to an eight. So Lenardi is, is probably point on right now, but I think you'll see that change in here soon.
1: Joe Esposito with us. All right, let's talk about who's hot around the country. Which teams are hot?
3: Well, your boys. Your boys are Rutgers. I mean, just think about Rutgers now. They started the season just horribly at 3-3. Three and three. They lose to UMass. You were probably choking. They lose to Lafayette. And now when you look at them, they have six Quadrant 1 wins. Everything's going in the right direction. The problem and the reason why their they're, um, net is bad is because they lost to a Quad 4 team. they have three losses to quad twos and quad threes so i think that's one of the bad things about their situation but when you look at who they've beaten and how they've beaten them michigan state ohio state wisconsin illinois i think this game against purdue at purdue is huge and they better have harper playing i know that he hurt his non-shooting hand well his non-shooting hand hurt is better than anybody off the bench with a good non-shooting hand so i think if they have him out there they'll have a shot but i think rutgers is a is a hot team To me, I think they're in at this point. I know there's some more work to be done, but I feel good about where they're at. And a team that's not hot right now are my boys. My boys at Baylor. I've stuck with Baylor for a long time now. You know, they lose at Kansas. They get beat at Texas Tech. And I think the biggest reason why they're not hot now is because they lost their their guy. I mean, when you look at JTT, who played for us in Vegas at UNLV, Um, He's a glue guy. He's a guy that's a practice first, leaves last, energy, energy, energy. And I think he brought so much, you know, not only rebounding and scoring to that team. He just brings an urgency of just excellence when he's out in that court and losing him is really going to hurt them. And I think that's going to knock them down and they're not going to finish as strong as they would if they would have had him.
1: I saw some UNLV fans perking up on Twitter about T.J. Otzelberger recently with Iowa State. Uh Uh-oh, 4-9 in conference.
3: Yeah, 4-9 in conference, and they've lost four of their last five. You know, they're lucky that they just won their last one against TCU because they were really unfolding. The good thing for him is three of their next four games are at home, and he plays in a great facility. I've been there a million times, and, and playing at Hilton is just incredible. But he's got Oklahoma and West Virginia who's last. Just whoever thought West Virginia would be last. Um, But he's got Oklahoma and West Virginia home and Oklahoma State home. He's got to go to Kansas State. He's got to go to Baylor for their senior night. He's still got a tough road. And uh, I'm sure UNLV fans, when he left that were upset, they're probably smiling right now.
1: For both of you guys, what do we got in the Ivy tonight? Who's going to win, Yale or Penn? You objective, Adam? I'm not objective. I know you're not. So you're on the Yale side. Revenge season. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I'm going with Yale, too. I'm taking Yale. And, uh, but I still like Princeton in that league. I think Princeton has is, is got a nice team after seeing them play, but I do like Yale in that game. Yeah, yeah one
2: at Princeton. We're, we're good. Uh, the, the Penn game, that's the revenge. The only loss in the league, so it's a big night. All right. It is. Uh,
3: Joe, Texas, Texas Tech. Well, if you guys saw that Texas Tech, Texas game at Texas Tech, that was probably the most outrageous crowd that I've ever seen at a college basketball game, and all hats to them – I mean, Mark Adams, take your hat off to him. He's done a great job with Texas Tech. But I just don't think they're going to win at Texas. Chris Beard got something up his sleeve. He's letting fans in. No student. He must have said it 10 times this week. No student will be denied. They'll get every student in there. They'll cram that place. It'll be <laughs> rocking. I'm going to take Texas. And uh, what a crazy game that's going to be. And that'll be fun to watch, I'm telling you. Alabama, Kentucky. Well, Kentucky's got some issues Ty Ty Washington played at Cesar Chavez High School here in Arizona. Yeah. He's hurt. They got a couple of other guys that are injured, um, may not play. So, believe it or not, I'm going with Alabama on the road. Joe
1: Esposito with us, uh, looking ahead to the Saturday games. Iowa, Ohio State is a good game. What do you think of that one? Well,
3: you know, Iowa's playing so up and down. They're making shots, and McCaffrey shooting, and Bohanan shooting. They're really tough to beat, but Ohio State at home played well. I think Ohio State's going to win that game. I think that they're a team that uh, has a lot of potential, too, to make a run here late.
1: And Oregon suddenly has a really big game on the back end of the Arizona trip. They got destroyed yesterday by ASU. Oregon at Arizona.
3: I'm going Arizona. Just like you said, their momentum is going the wrong direction. Arizona is tough at home, and they're, they're going to be tough to beat there. And I like the way Arizona's playing, and I think they're a team that can make a run to the Final Four. Right,
1: Joe. I feel like I feel kind of empty here. We don't have any bets going on. We're gonna to have to come up with some. Sort well, you of still
3: owe me. You still owe me the pizza, bro. Let's not forget that. <laughs> what's uh? What's
1: your What's your favorite pizza in Arizona?
3: My favorite pizza in Arizona. Man, anyway, I want to say, but I'm going with I'm going with the Sh- Chicago style pizza over at this place called Buddies. It's it's really good Chicago style, and uh, hey, let's do an over under, under on whether. Over-under whether Bob Hurley's gonna get fired, Tom Crean's gonna get fired, or Fred Hoyberg, how many of those three are gonna get canned?
1: I don't want to root against guys, but uh but if that's the bet, um we need pizza. It's gonna be double pizza or nothing. I gotta think about it. I gotta think about it. I don't I don't like I don't like getting pressured on the air in the bets. I don't do that to other people. Well, I kinda do. I kinda do. Well
3: he did it to me two times.
1: I know <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. I mean,
3: and the matter of fact, the time you actually did we were at a pizza place.
1: That's a good point, point. and you still didn't get the pizza payoff, Coach. Is
2: that is that pizza spot? Is that uh, Steve asked? Is that, uh, is that the deep dish or the the cracker crust? I'm all
3: deep, I'm deep dish on that place. That's no la, that's lasagna.
1: That's a cake.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's nice though. It's got a little crunch. Good yeah. butter on the a good <laughs> butter on the. Oh man, it's good. I man.
1: like the butter. I agree with you on that. Detroit style all day, man. Oh, Detroit style. Yeah, that has the butter
3: too. All right, Joe. You guys know your pizza. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna be in Vegas real soon. Nice. Pizza. We can, we can go get some pizza and celebrate.
1: Let's do it. All right, Coach Joe. We'll talk to you next week. All right, week. see
3: you next week. By the
1: way, last time he was in Vegas, ghosted me. I'm nah, not not surprised. He's a very busy man. He likes to go to shows. What? Yeah, he loves he loves shows. Oh. The, the whole Menzies stuff, They oh, they were like they love shows. Joe he's loves a, shows. Joe seems like a show guy. He's a little bit showy. Yeah, he's, he's show. he got all the nice shoes. I don't know if people remember all the shoe the shoe collection he has. Sure. So used to wear them to the games. Yeah, yeah, wear these to shows? Why not? (laughs) Uh, I don't think Fred Hoiberg will be – he's only – he's had seven wins in each of the three seasons. I mean, you got a discount last year. It's a COVID year. Uh, The other thing is Nebraska signed him through 2027. His buyout is $18.5 million. Like, they have to keep him around. Sucks. Unlimited funds. You know, I'd argue against you, but how – How many of these buyouts have we seen that are just outrageous in football? And they're like, 20 mil, 18 mil, 16 mil. Yeah, we'll do it. But they don't – I mean, they've tried with basketball, but they don't really care. So, he'll probably stay stay around. Well, who was their best basketball coach of late? Tim Miles. Miles. He was the most consistent, and they're like, not good enough. Yeah. Are you sure? (laughs) You want that back? Because, I mean, seven wins three years in a row, not good. Yeah, I could see Tom Crean going. And I don't know what I mean. Hurley, that was a good win last night, but it doesn't save the season. And we talked about it yesterday with uh, Ted Robinson, or two days ago with Ted Robinson. Yesterday, uh, one of the announcers and we were trying to hash it out, and he mentioned like the, the bigger. I think the biggest problem with Hurley is he can't keep anyone on the roster. People go play for him a year or two, and they're like, "Okay, I've had enough of this." <laughs> gotta true. calm down. That's true. And yeah, when you're and- a lunatic and you're not winning, and players don't want to stay. You can't, re- like, refresh your roster every year. And that's also on one of the best campuses in America. So it's yes. clearly the program and not the school. Which which is also worth mentioning with uh, Joe said West Virginia is at the bottom of the Big 12. Like, Huggy's Act works when it's good. Yeah, But he lost one of the best big men in the country. And, I mean, he hasn't said it, but in, like, little snippets. And Jordan McCabe wasn't playing there a whole lot. He played a lot his freshman year at West Virginia. But in little snippets every once in a while you hear you and all these point guard jordan mccabe is like yeah i really like playing basketball now like i got the love
2: of the game back you're like "Ooh, okay it's the same thing that we've heard about why and this relates to the raiders of why bill belichick's assistants haven't succeeded it's because people will tolerate it when you're winning right and when you're not they're like shut the hell up
1: and i think that you know that kind of applies to some of these college basketball coaches as well Time for our weekly Porta Subs giveaway. Each and every Friday, we do this three six four eleven hundred. Caller seven. Winner gets a six foot classic sub from Porta Subs. You can get your own at one of the twenty locations around Las Vegas. Uh, new this month, you got uh, brownies in the mix. Let's do it, man! You gotta you gotta have a dessert after the freaking sub, especially a six foot sub, right? Do the whole six foot sub, and then you get the brownies made by Jared uh, Ellie. Uh, and on Tuesdays, they've got a fifty uh, percent off. Any two foot classic sub with the purchase of another two foot classic sub. You go to the mobile app, you use the coupon code BOGO2 at checkout. The winner of this six foot sub also qualifies for a chance to win a new Yeti cooler. 364 1100, caller 7. Ari will hook you up. Thanks to Porta Subs and our friends at Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas.
0: Join the conversation on Twitter.
1: I stepped into this locker room with a bunch of unknowns and and they, uh, you know, they wrapped their arms around me and, and, you
2: know, we had to do it a few more times in the season with Vaughn and, oh, you know, some other guys along the way. So it just, it's
1: an unbelievable culture they got going on here that's been, uh, you know, brewing for years. I'm just so happy to, uh, you know,
0: kind of put the bow on it. Hanging at the Battle Born Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company. Matt Stafford. Oh boy,
1: that guy, jerk. What a putz. Okay, where are you now on day two of Matt Stafford Fallgate? Because last night we did a, a podcast and we were kind of taken up for Stafford on him being drunk. So if, folks, if you didn't see the story, Matt Stafford's on a stage with Kelly Stafford. You see a woman who's trying to take a picture of them and all of a sudden she just goes down like the shoot she falls off the stage. I mean, it's like a 10 or 12 foot drop. Matt Stafford just goes, Oh F and goes right around and walks away. And Kelly Stafford, as a lot of people would do, it was like, Oh my God. And looks over the edge and, you know, acts like she cares. And Matt Stafford has been annihilated on social media by, you know, just folks who are on Twitter. And then I've seen a lot of people in the media who are like, that is terrible. You got to do something. Now that you've had another, you know, 18 hours to think about it, will you still back Stafford or is that a sign of a terrible person that he just turned around and walked away?
2: Well, I think the context is very important that Matt Stafford, from what I understand, rarely drinks. And if you rarely drink and you're that drunk, I don't think you have any comprehension of what's going on
1: around you
2: and i think if You he see did somebody, know enough
1: to say oh blank and then turn yeah, around if
2: you but i'm saying if you see somebody fall i think your first thought is "Wait, like, did i knock them like what am i in trouble for this like i gotta get out of here like i think that's fair and i like i'm it sounds like you're making excuses for somebody and i guess you kind of are yeah i know what people want to see they want to see what kelly stafford did i saw people i saw people say you know, <laughs> this lady who said, like, I don't really know football much, but watching this video, I'd rather be in the foxhole with that lady than that guy. And I'm like, oh, well, let's, God, give, let's give her background. because uh, She's sure. had a couple of blunders along sure. the way where
1: she didn't care sure. or was acting like she was some poor soul. But
2: based on that video, I think most people would be like, oh, she's caring. He's not. I don't think that's fair. I, I think it was a. Completely insane scene that you're you can kind of be forgiven for not understanding what's or not comprehending what's going on. A lot
1: of people had Stafford's back, but a lot more people are like that is a sign of a terrible person, a low character sure. person. Do you, do you see Brady
2: send the uh, not about the lady falling? He sent the tweet like, Hey Matt, mix a water, <laughs> take
1: it from me from the year before, which was great. And then Kelly Stafford responded to him. Uh, that was good. Someone on Twitter said, really low human reaction. Took away Stop. the slight bit of happiness I had for him. He is truly a loser. <laughs> Another person said, definitely not a Hall of Fame type, or definitely not Hall of Fame type of behavior there. Uh, but to walk away without a second of concern is a total douchebag move, wasted or not. Okay. I mean, I, again, I. I- I get it. And, like, my first response was kind of the same. Yeah. But then you start thinking about the the scenario. Well, also put yourself – be honest and put yourself right. in the situation. Maybe you would help. Maybe you wouldn't. If you're blowing a point two five, who knows what you would do. And the other thing I'll kind of use as an example um, is what I've seen in situations like this. Because on one hand, most I would say 90% of the people who are reacting, calling him low character and an a-hole, have fake names. So I don't even know if it's a real person right and they're saying they would have done something we have no idea you're not even strong enough to put your real name on social media secondly i've been around situations like that and no one helps right so if there's all these good samaritans on social media where are you in real life because the situations i've observed when someone has gone down or got hurt everyone's freaking scatters of course I've there's a couple of a couple of people will help seen it many times
2: much more people
1: walk away than walk toward I, well how about many more people today will Walk toward with a camera, sure, get and, a- and get a video of it, but not help. Of course, happens all the time. So all the good Samaritans are just lost; they're just not out. But they're, would, they're all here to comment. Would pe- I wonder what people would say if
2: Stafford would have got a phone out and just recorded? Like, yeah, that's that's what I would do.
1: Nobody admits that, but that's what they do. I mean, he and his wife did step up and well, offer to pay. That was a shame. Yeah, they were kind of bullied into yeah. it. And, the, and the, the the photographer, is she's pretty hurt. Yeah. Fractured spine. You know, the other thing to throw in, she was actually taking a selfie. No, I'm sorry, a picture of them, right? Yeah. Was she given the camera and asked, hey, can you take a picture of us? Do we know that? No, she's
2: a professional photographer.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, she's so she, she had a camera, and they said, "Hey, can you take a picture of us?" Yeah, she was to, there okay.
2: documenting. She's a professional okay, photographer. I, just, I don't, I
1: don't know if yeah. that got lost. In the, like, no. if you ask someone to take a picture of you, and then you see them fall a foot, like, you know, a foot behind them. Well, like, you, I mean, that okay, be, that's bad. If
2: Matt Stafford would have handed her his phone and said, "Hey, can you get a picture of us?" and then said, "No, no, no, back up, get a better angle," no, back up more, and then she right, fell right, off right, the thing. Right. Then okay, yes, we have a point. Matt Stafford's a horrific
1: person, but that, that's not really what happened. Big day on Sunday. Tom's Urban is the site. NHL playoffs heating up. Ari's going to be on the scene. It's our official ESPN Las Vegas hockey viewing spot. Ari's there from 4 to 7 to watch the Knights take on the Sharks. Go on down, hang out, register to win free VGK tickets to a future game. You can uh, enjoy the great menu and try their Red Bull Party Starter.